The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Good afternoon on the East Coast, and good morning on the West Coast. And you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. It's the end of the year, and uh, we're thinking about next year and closing out this year, and what have we learned from this year, and what can we gain from next year, and how do we prepare for a year of joy and peace and love and happiness and good health and all good things in our life. And we have the expert to tell us about this. My guest today is Barbara Bijou. She's an internationally recognized ritual expert and author of The Joy of Ritual, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. Her website is joyofritual.com. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Patricia. Always a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, it's fun. Tell us about this new article, Dethrone the Crown, Let Your Amazon Queen Reign in 2010. <laughs> oh, it's a great article that it was just written about me, actually, at more.com. And it talks about the idea of, you know, in older times, women would be, quote, maiden, then mother, then crone. So, you know, once you went through the mothering stages, then you went into really the grandmother, the wise woman, the older woman. But today, so many of us are so vital, and 50 and 60 is no longer considered, you know, an old lady. Um, So many people are very active and vital, and in women's spirituality, it's being called the Amazon Queen stage. So to really Hmm. claim that part of you that really is an Amazon queen, and you're not ready to just go and, you know, knit in a corner and bake cookies. Not that there's anything wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but it's a different image. Yeah. Women and men, too, are vital at this point. You know, and there's a lot. We are living longer and we're healthier, and it's a time to be very active and give back. Hmm. So very true. So let's talk about what we can do. You know, there's there's a lot happening now, and there's some wonderful things happening at this time. Christmas Day, there are some wonderful inspirational movies coming out. We're talking more about inspiration. We're talking about more about oneness and being connected. Barbara, what can we do? Well, first of all, happy solstice, because this is the winter solstice. So the winter solstice is celebrated around the entire world. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be Jewish or Christian or Hindu or Buddhist or anything to celebrate the solstice. It is the longest night of the year, and it is the time in mythology when the sun king has been born and the goddess as mother comes back. So it really is a time to be quiet and to honor the part of us that needs to go into the dark 
to truly see what this year has been about and then see what are those seeds that we are planting that are really going to bloom in the springtime. And that's really what the energy of this is about. And it's a great thing to do with your family, with your friends, with little kids, to truly celebrate the solstice. So to look at, mm-hmm. you know, what was your personal experience of last year? For many people, it was a real challenge. And what new opportunities came to light for you? What did you learn? You know, so what challenged you? What helped you emerge stronger? And that's really important to focus on that. Yes, and instead of looking at it as, oh, it's the longest day of the year and it's cold and it's snowy, because that's the other way to look at it. It's looking at what can we do. So what are some fun things you can do on the longest day of the year, Barbara? Well, the the shortest day, actually, the longest night. Fun things are to get together with your friends. Traditionally, it's a time to be in the darkness, and then you either drum the light back. So people have drumming circles. People sing. Um, You can do things where, you know, you can even make a tent in your house and go inside and really feel what it feels like to be in and then light everybody starts to light different candles obviously be careful if you're in an actual tent or you know have flashlights so that you do something to bring back the light and then maybe even go outside and look at the stars and look at the moon you know things like that which really are fun and people celebrate uh, celebrate tell stories about winter tell stories about mythology of the different birth of the Sun King or winter stories. There's many of them, Native American, you know, African, Japanese, Russian, all over, and they're really interesting to learn about it. So important. All right, what can people do? You know, this has been a hard year for a lot of people, Barbara, particularly economically. Yes. What can people do to usher in the new year and help them with their fears and their apprehension about tough financial times. So one of the things we want to do is create rituals that will help free you um, from the weight of the past. I think so many people are feeling heavy about the past and, like you said, fearful about it. So Mm. one of my fun things that I actually like to do is to get a really inexpensive plate and a magic marker, and what you do is write down truly the disappointments of the year, the obstacles, the blocks, the fears, anything that really pulled you down. And once you finished, wrap it in a sturdy plastic bag and then take a hammer and smash it in pieces. Or another thing to do is write all these things down and put them in an ice cube tray and freeze them. Hmm. Take the ice, remember, it's all stuck in the ice. So symbolically, you have all these things that are just stuck and holding you back and do the same thing. When you, when you smash ice, so you want to make sure you're wearing some kind of protective goggles. You don't want ice flying in your eyes. So again, the best thing to do is if you could do it outside so that when you just smash it, you know, it doesn't harm anyone. You always want to be careful with these kind of rituals. But physically, they really help. And then another ritual that I like that comes from many traditions is to take a bath in white rose petals, which symbolize purification. Hmm. And that you Hmm. literally purify yourself. Sometimes you could put sea salt 
or Epsom salt and white rose petals and purify yourself. So as the water goes down the drain when you're done, just imagine all this heaviness going down the drain. Wow. And then step up and put on something new to represent a new cycle. Mm-hmm. Barbara, what about, and this is something I've, I've seen done, it's a bull-burning ceremony where you put all the things you want to release and get rid of, mm-hmm. you write them on a piece of paper, and then you put them in a bowl and you burn it. Right. Well, again, remember the psyche doesn't know the difference between you releasing by burning or you actually letting go. We think symbolically. We process symbolically. Mm-hmm. So it goes right into your deep psyche that you have really let go. And, you know, personally, you know me, I love doing fire rituals. I mean, I always do a big fire ritual at my vision workshop every year because I think that there is something very powerful about burning and about fire as long as you're really safe with it. And I know Unity Churches do the fire ritual a lot, and a lot of places Mm -hmm. do. It's very, very powerful, and it's universal. So very important. But I love the bath, the whole idea of the mm-hmm. Epsom salt and the petals. And you yes, said they you should know, be white Bali, petals. One of the things that I remember when I was in Bali, um, and I happened to be there at someone's wedding, and right before the wedding, um, the woman with all her girlfriends went into the river, and they took her in the river, and in the river she took off her clothes and let mm. the clothes float down the river as they purified her and then they took her out and they put a new white robe on her or a colored robe I can't remember and it probably wasn't white because white represents death in Asia so they put um, probably a brightly colored you know sarong on her and it represented her new life so there's a lot of rituals around clothes letting go of especially if you have a shirt or you have something that, you know, it's kind of like your depressed shirt, a lot of people do, mm-hmm. just like they have their, quote, you know, fat clothes or their depressed clothes or whatever it is. Um, it's not a bad idea to let it go, to give it mm-hmm. away, to, to rip it up, to cut it, to burn it, because, again, symbolically, you're representing releasing. In China, by the way, for the new year, um, right before the new year, you get a new haircut and you buy new clothes because it's important mm-hmm. to have something new to bring in the new year. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, and what about um, when you were talking about, like if you have clothes, like your depressed shirt, mm-hmm. what about um, a, a tough memory? You know, maybe a relationship that broke up and you look at this one vase or you look at whatever it is and it reminds you of that person. Should you get rid of it, Barbara? Well, there's two schools of thought. Sometimes I think that if the energy around it is very negative, it is better to give it away or to get rid of it. And the other thing that I do sometimes with clients is I change it. So just say you had, you know, a pot or something that represented something that for you was a real learning and maybe it was negative to start, but as you're learning about it and getting stronger about it, um, you've learned something that you're going to bring into your next relationship that will be healthy. So in that case, I might plant um, a new plant in it, representing that from the learning of the old, even if it was hard and sad, comes a new beginning and something, you know, that is going to bring you real happiness. So out of the past also comes something new. So that's another way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking to Barbara Bijou. And 
Barbara is a really an internationally recognized ritual expert and author of The Joy of Ritual, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. And if you're listening today live, which today is the 21st of December, the solstice and the longest evening of the year, you can call us at 866-472-5787. And Barbara's website is joyofritual.com. You're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'd love to hear from you and send you a copy of my newsletter, which I am getting ready to send out. Okay, folks, stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone and welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com Today we're talking about bringing in the new year, bringing in the new year, how can we release the old and bring in good things with tremendous rituals and understanding of things that we can do that are very special, that are spiritual. And my guest today is Barbara Bijou, who is an internationally recognized ritual expert and author of The Joy of Ritual, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. Her book uh, and her website is joyofritual.com, and she was just written up in more.com, moremagazine.com, uh, a wonderful article about her, so take a look at that. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. Okay, what about some rituals around the world other countries and other cultures and how they celebrate and do special rituals at this time of year. Yeah. You know, what's also interesting to me is that 
you know, when we really look at the winter solstice before we move right into, you know, what we're talking about now, but there's so many things that we do that we don't even, you know, we're not even aware of anymore that um, we celebrate as far as, um, you know, just even our Christmas trees or, you know, holly or any of those kind of things that people have no idea you know, really what it means. So, for example, everybody knows about Christmas trees, but I don't think everyone understands that evergreens, actually, which represent rebirth and protection, were celebrated as far back as the Celtics and, you know, the Romans and way, way before the Christian um, um, cultures. And when they first started to celebrate um, Yule, which is a Celtic holiday, they would burn the Yule log, and then that turned into putting candles on the, on the evergreens, which eventually turned into our Christmas tree, and they actually put real metal instead of tinsel on trees. Did you know that? Mm. I thought that was fascinating. I didn't know They'd that either. Shave. They put real metal on, yeah, to celebrate um, the sacred holiday of Saturn because he was the god of agriculture. And mistletoe had healing properties, according to the Druids in many cultures. And also, when people used to kiss under the mistletoe, they actually did other things under the mistletoe because they believed that it was an aphrodisiac and that it was mm. fertility. So, but please, don't anybody eat mistletoe because it's toxic, <laughs> so you cannot eat it. So I make sure no one does that. You know, a thing, or even things like candy canes. You know, originally they were just sticks of sugar that were stuck onto trees, and then they only had stripes. Um, oh, maybe 50 years ago when it came to this country. You know, maybe 75 years ago. So all of these things that we take for granted that are part of the holiday time really go back way, way. You know, thousands of years ago. Mm. Amazing. All right, so that's the Druid culture. Let's go around the world to a different part okay. of the world. So, well, let's look about New Year's, for example. So the Chinese New Year, which isn't actually our New Year, it usually happens January, February. But what they do that I really like is that families come together and give thanks to ancestors. So they set off firecrackers at midnight to drive away evil spirits, which is done probably all through Asia. As I said before, it's a time to get a new haircut buy new clothes, prepare for the year, and really crucial, it's in time to pay off all debts so you could start off the year fresh. And then if you've ever seen those little red envelopes of money, um, small gifts of money are exchanged to stir up abundance for the coming year. And I'm going to talk about my favorite prosperity ritual in a minute. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you do not sweep because if they think you're going to sweep away your good luck, so brooms are put away, and you also eat tangerines because tangerines represent health and happiness. And all mm. of the um, throughout Asia, you'll see that there's a lot of red lanterns because red is the most auspicious color to wear for happiness. Then we'll come mm. to to say Romania, and in Romanians they ca they put. Large amounts of seeds and wheat and rice and big festive baskets. And then what they do is they go from house to house and they throw these handful of seeds into people's homes to symbolize good luck with the crops and farming and again for abundance. In Russia, there is a lot of, um, what do you call it, um, coming together and divination. A lot of cultures do divinations on the new year to see what's going to come. And mm -hmm. 
they, you know, they have, of course, big meals with meats and potatoes, and all of the children get little toys because, again, it represents happiness. In Egypt, kids are given candy wrapped in bright wrappers, Mm -hmm. and again, which I love, the head of the household traditionally goes around wishing each neighbor happiness until all of the neighbors, you know, come together and then they all go to the mayor's house for a big festival. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. if all your neighbors now, if everyone knocked on your door to wish you happiness for the new year, how Mm -hmm. amazing that would be? I mean, even so, we don't city, have as much. Would do you it think in, their, in our you know, country there isn't as much connectedness, Barbara? I know. That's the thing that I'm always struck by when I look at these rituals: how connected they are. You know that you just really um, invite strangers. You make sure that families are connected. Um, first footing in England and Scotland, which is also um, interesting. When the first male to walk into the house after midnight is supposed to bring either money, whiskey, or cake to symbolize good luck for the whole household, and people dance and they sing and they celebrate, because like you said before, fire are symbolic of cleansing. In Bali, which always to me is the most amazing New Year's, and this usually doesn't happen until March or April, their New Year, everything is purified. So they take all the statues out from the temples and bring them down to the ocean to be purified or to the um, rivers. And they have loud parades and drums because they believe, like a lot of cultures do, that the, um, quote, bad spirits might come on this night. So they scare them away with loud noise. And then on New Year's, this is totally amazing, Patricia, Mm. the entire island goes silent. Everything. They even close the port. They even close the airport. Everything, um, except I think the hospital might be the only thing that stays open. And, and is this on? Is this on New Year's? What, what day is New it? New Year's is Day. It? And everyone first. spends time in prayer and reflection for the New Year's. Can you imagine? In the no whole work, nothing. No lamps are burned. No meals are prepared. Everything is prepared ahead of time, and only small candles are allowed. So no one really leaves their home or their compound for 24 hours because they're totally in preparation for the year. Can you imagine our cities even stopping for five minutes to be in silence just to prepare for the new year, how that could change the world? Hmm. Totally that's amazing. That's really something. Yeah, that's if we did. Now, what's the closest thing that you think that we do that's similar to that? Well, I think what we do on New Year's Eve is we do come together when I think of people coming together to celebrate New Year's because New Year's traditionally is a time when you party, you know, so you aren't necessarily alone. So it might not be what they do in Bali, but it is what they do in other cultures where people come together as a community. Think of even the ball in, you know, in Times Square, how many people come together to celebrate New Year's together. So there's dancing and there's singing and there's celebration. And, you know, if you've ever been to any party, everybody's kissing everybody and wishing them Happy New Year. People are pretty mm-hmm. friendly. Even in Manhattan, if I walk the streets on New Year's Eve, everybody is friendly and singing Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, there's a need to come together as community. Mm-hmm. So, Barbara, what what can we do 
walk over to our neighbor and make them some cookies or just, you know, I want to get, I want to tell you a story really quickly about this. That, and the reason that I asked that question, I didn't even let you answer it because I'm going to answer it. Yesterday there was a snowstorm, and I have recently moved to a small complex. There are about five of us in this in these townhouses, and they're really lovely. And th- my neighbor next door shoveled my driveway and shoveled my car. Not the driveway, but the steps, because the driveway is taken right. care of. And the car was happy to do it. And I said, I'd be happy to pay you to do this. And he said, I don't take money. So I presented him with a big bottle of wine, which for which I got a huge grin. And then about two hours later, his son came over with a, with a, uh, a plate of homemade Christmas cookies. Not just for me, but for the four other, for the four other townhouses. That was so special, really and truly. You know, you hit such an important point, Patricia, is that this holiday season, especially with the way people are feeling, you know, with a lack of, you know, finances or whatever they're feeling, and I think they forget that the most important thing is caring. And people really do care much more about if I get homemade cookies from someone, I am, you know, just as if not more touched than, you know, getting an expensive present because it means something. It's personal. And those kind of things are really important. And maybe this is all bringing us back to looking at the real meaning of holiday because the name holiday, the word, really comes from holy days. These were and, it, and it was interesting because I noted that I think, you know, the bottle of wine or whatever I would have given him, I think meant more than if I'd given him money. Absolutely. Because you thought about it and you cared about it and you brought him right. something. Right. And yes. I was so touched that he, he said, oh, no, I'm not going to the gym today. I'm happy to do it. And, of course, you know, it meant I didn't have to get out of my pajamas. <laughs> right. And it, it's a lot. It is a lot. And people... Just helping one another is really the most precious gift that you could give anybody. Yeah. It really is. And I think we need to look at New Year's. You know, my spiritual teacher um, said to me, the first 12 days of the year are the most important for setting intention. So January really? 1st represents all of January. February 1st represents all of February. March, I mean, January 2nd represents all of February, January 3rd, all of March. Oh, interesting. And if you look at and set your intention for the first 12 days of the year now to make it the kind of energy that you want to put out to the world, it will make a huge difference. And it doesn't mean right. that if and something bad happens, you have to feel your jinx. It just means you stop and look at what you want to do with it. You know, it's how we react to situations, not what the situation is. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Barbara Bijou, and she is an internationally recognized ritual expert and author of The Joy of Ritual, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. And we're talking about rituals and ceremonies and celebrations for the end of the year going into the new year and how we can make our new year really a beautiful a beautiful year for us and for those that we love. And Barbara's website is joyofritual.com. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. We're going to take a very quick break, and we will be right back. And remember, write me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'd love to send you my newsletter. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Remember, this is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and how to make your dreams come true. And my guest today is Barbara Bijou. She is an internationally recognized ritual expert and author of The Joy of Rituals, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. We're talking about rituals of abundance for the new year, how to bring in the new year with joy and love. And also, we're talking about terrific workshops that Barbara's offering. Her website is thejoyofritual.com. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. Okay. Um, before you tell us about your favorite abundance ritual, tell us about these great workshops that you're giving all over the country. Well, I love to do a vision workshop every January because it's the perfect way for people to come together, look at what the year has been about for them, helps them to, through different exercises and rituals, to really free their mind and liberate their creativity and talent so they can attract more effortless success. So we do rituals to let go and then rituals to really heal and ground. I bring in a sound healer and a breathwork person. And then we make fabulous vision collages and send out energy for what you actually want in your life. So we really create a vision for your life and your work and your relationships that doesn't get lost in those shoulds. It's really about authentic success. And I'm doing it in New York the weekend of the 15th. I'm doing it in South Florida the weekend of the 22nd, and then L.A., California, the, um, the weekend of the 30th. And all of it's on my website, joyofritual.com. What are some of the things you will do in the workshops? Some of the things we do are to, as I said, we do exercises to really look and assess what the year is about. I do a big fire ritual to purify, and I teach people different mantras and chants to help release negative energy. 
and we move into really exercises to visioning and really naming and allowing your spirit to bring in and attract to you the kinds of things that you want, and then we actually make vision collages. Mm. Very powerful. Barbara, I know you've done this a lot with people, you know, where they, like a child, they get out the, the crayons and they get out the magazines and they cut the pictures. And, you know, a lot of us think, oh, that's just childish and foolish. How effective is that, Barbara? It's incredibly effective because you need to understand that our psyche um, processes symbolically through symbols. So just by the act of focusing, and again, is by the act of putting on a photograph or a picture on your vision collages already stamps part of your DNA and your brain cells with what it is you want. You're giving it a very, very clear message. And I do vision collages maybe a little different than other people because I believe that I don't want just your mind to be picking these images. I want your spirit to be picking the images so that they're really, really aligned with who you are and therefore you have more chance of it being successful. Mm. So when you say inner, so for example, you might say to someone, Think about what peace means to you. Well, I, as I said, I do actual exercises with people. I take them into a deep meditation. We clear chakras through sound, and I open you know, their energy up so that they are really connected to what it is their spirit and their soul wants for them. So it's a combination of aligning your body, your mind, and your spirit. And from that place you start to put together your vision collage. So if you really want to be married or you really want a house at the beach, there's nothing wrong with putting that on your collage. However, you want to leave space for the universe to come in and give you information and guidance because then it's really powerful. There was a great line once that says, when you do things from your soul, you feel a river moving into you, a joy. And it's very different than just mentally doing all those shoulds. Different place. It's, it's more authentic when you do it, you know, this other way. Mm, absolutely. Tell us your favorite abundance ritual. My favorite abundance ritual. Okay. So what you do is after midnight, if you could be at home or you could be out, whatever, but the first time you come back to your house after midnight, so just say I'm staying home. So at 12.01, I will walk outside into my hall, and I will turn around, and before I step back into my apartment, I throw a whole bag of money into my apartment, coins. Hmm. What I do is I, I absolutely set my intention for the abundance and the things that I want. You could be specific if you want or just say, you know, um, in general, this is for abundance and health and love for the year. And then you keep it there for 24 hours and then give it all away to charity. So I have a friend who had a huge party in Brooklyn. And what he did is at 12.01, he had all the guests walk outside onto the sidewalk, even though it was freezing. And everybody got into the holiday spirit. And he took a huge bowl of money and each person took a handful and they really happily threw it into the hallway as they came back into the house. And it was fabulous. It's very, very powerful and fun. Mm. And, then and, what have, and you've done, you've done this away. for several years. Excuse me? 
You've done this for several years, yes, personally. Yes, I have. Yes, for many years, and I love it. And, and what what results have you it. seen, Barbara? What have I seen? Yes. I mean, I do see that when you set really clear intention, that miracles happen all the time. They really do. So whether it's, you know, suddenly somebody calls you with, you know, a free ticket to a Broadway show or it's a new job or whatever it is, the abundance can really, you know, be there if you open up. And that's why it's important to give it away to charity because you're affirming to the universe Mm. that you have enough and that, Mm. you know, you don't have to hoard it. That you yeah, and really I, I want to address something in this, and that is the fear that comes around money, because the fear stops, the energy stops us, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's like a, this wall comes up. As soon as you get into that, it's a total obstacle, because you're focusing then on the lack and the fear, and you're not focusing on the possibilities. And I'm not saying to not be aware of your current reality, because you want to be aware. I mean, if you have $10 in the bank, you need to know that. However, you don't want to focus on the lack of it. You want to focus on what you can do to create more. And, you know, if you do that, the universe will give you messages. And maybe it is that you need a part-time job, or maybe it is that you need to, you know, cut down some of your expenses, or just a miracle happens and you win the lottery. The truth is you just want to be open and available so that you can take right action. Mm. So we have a few minutes left. Let's give some people some more advice of things that we can do in our families, by ourselves, things that we can do to get quiet and really be in touch, Barbara, with what we want. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head is quiet. We don't give ourselves enough quiet time. We're so busy. We're all so addicted to our Blackberries and iPhones and cell phones. We don't take the time to just see what is we want. So an exercise I like to do is to just have quiet time and then just to write, I feel, I need, I want, and just keep filling out those sentences to see what starts to come through. So when you start to write, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want, I want, you know, things like that, you start to get information on about what's really going on for you. And then from that place, you can make conscious choices. Very, very important. Very important. Um, where do you think we get stuck, Barbara? I think we why, get... Why, why isn't this happening for more of us? Why is this happening for more of us that we're Why stuck? isn't it? Why do we get stuck? Why, in other words, a lot of what you say makes so much sense and is very clear and very simple to do. A lot of people aren't doing this and it isn't happening. What, where is it we get stuck? Do we think we're not good enough? Do we think we really can't make these miracles happen? Do we think that these rituals won't work? What do you think it is? I think we get distracted is really what I think. I think that people, when they take that, and I've seen it, when people come to my workshops, even if it's, you know, for an evening workshop, they stop and they do this. But they go back to their lives and they get so easily distracted by, you know, turning on TV or they have to talk to people or they're, you know, addicted to this or that that we get very distracted. There's so many things going on in our lives. In one sense, it's a lot easier 
if you live in a very small town, you know, with no television or internet, which of course almost doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. you know, if you've ever tried to go someplace without um, internet or you know television or whatever, you do get in touch with it and you do start doing those things. We have too many choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really paring it down and seeing what's important. Mm-hmm. What are your closing thoughts? And you can certainly tell us about your workshops again, but your closing thoughts for us as we close out the year and open up another wonderful new year. Well, know that for me, 2010 is the year of the feminine. It's in the Tarot, it's the Empress card, and it represents the divine feminine. And to me, that is love with wisdom. So I would really like to share the fact that we can't just keep doing, doing, doing. We do have to also be open to receiving, because that's the real balance. As we receive, you know, then we give. So we have to have both. Right, and sometimes that's unbalanced. We're either too much of a giver or too much of a taker. Mm-hmm. And just for a total fun thing, for those of you who want love in the new year, um, there is a ritual that says if you wear red underwear on New Year's Day, you will have love all year round. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. red underwear. All right, tell us again about your classes uh, all over the country. So people can go to www.joyofritual.com. You can also go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash joyofritual, and see a lot of these um, little videos that I'm putting up weekly. And I have three vision workshops coming up in January, New York the weekend of the 15th, um, Delray Beach area in Florida on the 22nd of January, and then the 30th and 31st of January in L.A. in Marina Del Rey. So I look forward to seeing lots and lots of people. Absolutely. Barbara, thank, thanks so much for coming on the program. It's, it's really always, you know, it's really always a pleasure. Thank you, and I want to thank you for holding the space for people to share this, you know, information and all of the wonderful people that you've had on this year and all the years, because you are really a gift. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. All right, and people people can log on to, all of you can log on to joyofritual.com, and we will be back with you after Christmas, and I want to wish you all a wonderful Christmas, whatever your holiday is this time of year, and to tell you to stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'd be happy to send you my newsletter for the new year. And I'll write to Barbara at joyofritual.com. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Have a great Monday, a great Christmas, and a great week. Bye for now. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.